If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And a one, and a two, and a welcome back to creep dive <laughs> isn't it marvelous to be here in the freezing cold alone except not alone with each other it how is, it's gorgeous we're just saying we? how it is the highlight well it's the highlight of my week is when it? the three of us come together and share creepy stories isn't that right what's wrong Sophie with you white what is it a poem don't <laughs> that no. the irish times oh interesting have published how interesting how interesting say no more jennifer say no did i like it jennifer o'connell oh right columnist for the irish times has, written just, a poem. has just shared this fascinating beautiful poem about the the toy, toy show, show. Did um, anybody watch? I could have come by this any old way did you watch the toy show this year i did yeah great set didn't watch it. Didn't watch it. Fuck you no. have kids. Yeah. Yeah. Why would I want to watch more of them? Exactly. Are you insane? Why do I want to watch other people's kids? Hell no. Some why of them are talented. Why do I want to watch someone in a velvet brown suit? That's true. Who made that choice? <laughs> Big news. Conor, Mc- Conor McGregor seems to have bought a bit brown of Dublin. Brown velvet suit. <laughs> he's bought a bit of Dublin. Big bit for 19 million quid. And he's Where? building houses on it. Houses made from loose coins and cocaine. I'd live there. <laughs> <laughs> like Wattle and Daub. <laughs> what in. are you just have clicked in? Where are you going? Go on, is this that poem? Can we read this poem that I found on the Irish Times? No, it'll all have to come out. Oh, fuck, really? Why? Because I need to get approval first. But I'm... she can't approve something Guys, the Irish is... Times has published. This is um, not great content for our listeners. How are we doing with Creep of the Week? Creep of the Week? This is going to age. It'll be totally irrelevant. It won't be next week. But we'll get to it. She we'll doesn't own next. the Irish Times. We can't. I can't. I'll get absolutely kilted. It's basically, I'll tell you later. Is anyone listening to Sweet Bobby? <laughs> Just seeing uh, Yeah, I've listened to the first three episodes. Loving need it. need to get back in. Now, the thing that, that everyone's talking about it, and maybe we're just too involved in the creep type, and they're yeah. like, this is so unusual. It's not the profile of a catfisher. And I was like, mm, mm, young yes, teenage is. girl, that's exactly what we do. That's exactly it. Yeah. But also it's the original catfish story. 
you know how the MTV crew, they did the amazing documentary. Yeah. Then they did a series which just got shitter and shitter over time. So shit. And then we now, still will watch. this is the next. Cat shit. Cat shit. Yeah. Uh, so now it's back and it's great and I'm loving it. And it's back, you know, back to basics, catfish land. Yeah. I need to catch up in the last, is it five episodes out catfish now? Catfish back. All right. You are on a whole tack over there. That's because I just, She's just full of creep that you can't. so yet many great quotes. In the world until we have final approval from a connected source. I Let's fair. That Look, I it's fair. I don't know if that source is able to control the media. I can't. Like, I'm in the firing line here. And I'm refusing to relinquish control. Okay, fine. Did anyone see that excellent man on This Morning This Week confusing Dermot O'Leary for Philip Schofield? No. Excellent man. That's Dame Edna. That wasn't Dame. Oh, it was Dame Edna. <laughs> but he was as Barry. As Barry. As Barry. Did you watch it? Yeah, it's brilliant. I've watched it, I'd say, 900,000 times He now. knew well. Exactly. I was like, this is the oldest troll in the book. <laughs> He's having a great time. If you don't know, uh, you know this morning, Philip Schofield obviously came out maybe a year and a half ago and Dermot, what's the second name? O'Leary. O'Leary now presents when Dermot, whatever, when Phil's got a day off. So they get- They're the weekend shift. They get him Barry and in, who is Dame Edna, alter ego. And uh, he confuses Philip with- and well, says something they're having like, this like really jokey interview and then out of nowhere Barry's like although no 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 uh what, what kind of accent do you, I'd like to be serious now for a minute though for a minute just a minute just a minute. Australian it's Australian yeah. oh quite embarrassing <laughs> I'd like to be just for a minute now just I just really want to say um young man I was very proud of you a very very brave thing you did there and everyone's like, you helped so many people <laughs> So many lives have touched. Yes. And, and this uh, like and like Barry Humphrey's like late eighties. He's got those kind of like, you know, like watery <laughs> elderly eyeballs. Well all happens. It's just I knew he was in his eyes. He was looking at Dermot O'Leary and he was like, Are you gonna be able? Are you gonna <laughs> Are you gonna be able to cope with this? Do you and think that you'll be able to call me out for what I'm doing here? And they were just like unable. Uh it was class it was hilarious because like you said, it seemed to be very fully a joke on the part of Barry Humphrey. Yeah. But they just didn't know what to do with Ridic- him. Stupid. They should he, have Barry Humphrey's was too convincing. Exactly. Because then when you're when Alison was laughing and trying to, he was like, <laughs> he was kind of doing an elderly man kind of thing. Confused. Of like, what, what, what are you no, I can't. I can't. I wouldn't. Couldn't go. Oh, it's brilliant. You have to watch it. It's the best little bit of television that's out there at the moment. Very good. I just, yeah. Are we all going to die of COVID? Um, It seems likely. Okay, well, if that's the case and we're all going downhill, last things to do to slip in before? Oh, good question. Um, uh, Things to, no. There's nothing left on the list and I have no enthusiasm to do anything else. Really? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing on the list. There's nothing I feel inspired to achieve. I'm not going to go climb some mountains. I'm not going to jump. No. Listen, Varna? No, No, I'm I'm done. Who is anyone for the last few chocolates? I'd love to know. Does anyone know what I'm referencing? No. Okay. Oh, Liston I do know the song. Liston, 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 Varna. That's how traditional. Is it? Oh, he's a fine rack. <laughs> yeah. Jazz rack. Jazz rack. I think he's an anti-vaxxer substance. Oh, God. Yeah, much we like Van to, Morrison. We just have... Oh. It's Van like Morrison. They're the same. Do you know, different. I yes. love Christy Moore's music. Don't like the man. The attitude stinks. I've never he spent much time... He won't let you sing along at his concerts no. unless Does he not? sometimes... No. That's like Samantha So you Mumba. never know which kind of Christy... <laughs> One time we went up to Samantha Mumba a long and people were singing and she's like, if you're going to sing my songs at me, at least sing them in tune. And I was like, we're all drunk Boom. and full of fun. Yeah, very wow. rude. No, I, okay, I hope she doesn't that. listen. So our <clears throat> go on, what's on your list, Jen? Of the week is a mishmash to this week, but I do have a great creep for you. Wait, Two what's words. On your list? Why are you avoiding the question? My list of before death, nothing. This is peaking. I would like to do this. <laughs> like to go out. Yeah. It feels funny. This is probably going to be the thing that kills us oh, or the thing you would like to do just before you die. We laugh now and we'll have to take it all out later. 
<laughs> no, we won't. What's bad about that? Maybe not, yeah. But that's a good thing. There's nothing you feel unfinished on your list. Sophie, what about you? I'm tired. A few knitting projects? Oh, God, yeah, I've got a few. Ugh. There's nothing worse than a knitting project that needs to be sewn up to be oh, finished. Yes, Why the yes. fuck? If I wanted to sew, I'd fucking be sewing, not knitting. Wool and the gang needs a fucking strongly worded memo the rage. Me. You're giving it to them now. Give it straight down the camera, Sophie. Which one's me? In the middle. Go straight down there. We'll zoom in. Wool and the gang, you Frenchies. <laughs> I really thought you were going to frigids there. <laughs> you frigids. You fucking knitting frigids. Knitters are notorious frigids. They are. Like there's ways to finish a knitting project by knitting it shut. Not sewing. Anyway, I'm in the middle of sewing something shut. Oh, and also, look at this. 40s show, I'm Jen. Look oh, at yeah. this. Oh, the nipple stitch. Yes, yeah. happy oh. nipples. We that is zoom in yet in the function. It's in the post-production element. It'll be on the reel. <laughs> oh, suckle on that. Get a oh. load of that. She's deliberately avoiding the nipple that I'm wielding on oh, my yeah, finger. Are you trying to get that into her mouth? Yeah, you mean it's... she would have latched on. Oh, there. <laughs> it's just never not. Never not confusing. And for sexualizing the knitting. Like that. <laughs> That's a great latch. But that's it. I would do. I do a creep tutorial of the latch. I, a knitted nipple. Yeah. Literally have them in this Hollow really Street right now. This reminds me of it. Yeah. Good times. Anyway, uh, what do we have on the creep dive menu this fine evening? I have one that's actually quite sad, but very interesting and current. Okay. I mm. love it. I have one. I promised grimness. Yeah. And then I um, got so deep into it and was like, I'm going to need more time. Oh, in, oh, yeah. It's so I really was like, deep. Okay, I need to just like, yeah, just, you know, roll the sleeves up, get in, sharpen the old finger blades and dig further for next week. So to this week, today, I have just um, some enduring love stories. Oh, no. so oh okay. lovely. That's kind of nice, isn't just it? Just lovely. I've got one. Two words. Shark arm. Nice. And it's a good story. It actually, I think it has everything. It has not everything. everything. Oh, it's got a shark. Does it, it have, have a knitted arm? nipple? No, not everything. But I think it takes a lot of our... Does it have incest? Box. No. Does it have cannibalism? Mutilation. Yes. Which Murder. one? Murder. Both? Uh, m yes, murder, mutilation, animals, and a speedboat chase. Mm. Oh, have you just told us the whole story? Uh, maybe. Frottage. There's frottaging happening. Oh, you rotter. You rotter. You rotter. Oh, anyway. I like the sound of all that. Wait, can I just do a quick house creeping up top before I forget? Yes, mm -hmm. please. Okay, hello. Welcome to the creep dive. Let me just get up my little note list that I had. My note list. First of all, first on the list, it says happy B-Day wishes. Oh, for Jay's sake. <laughs> Is it to Fergal, our producer? Happy birthday, birthday, birthday yesterday. Oh, birthday happy to you. birthday. Happy yeah. birthday to, to Fergal. Okay. Are we ready? Um, More. Here we go. Happy birthday to creep, the creepalicious with the most S, Henna Mosi. Hena Moose. With this weight, it could Never be many things. Let's try it again. Hina Moose. Hina Moose. Or Hena, Hena Mosse. Well, welcome to your birthday. It's your 30th birthday, Hena Musal. Hena is all downhill from here. No, wrong. It's it, towards the peak. You're on what would you say? Yeah. Not in our current climate. Well, we... Oh, somebody else only just listened to that episode where we said the only way was up on the 5th of January 2020. <laughs> Shout yeah. out to that person. They tweeted and truly it is fun seeing, coming across people who are only just realizing we manifested the whole pandemic. Yeah. So I remember hello, it so single well. and nervous to mingle. Lovely to hear from you. Thanks for tweeting. Single and nervous to mingle. I think she's right. Yeah, she's we right. did. Okay, so very fun. We should play that clip here. I think we were sitting around a table talking about Donald Trump and we said, it can only get better. It is wow. only going to go up from here. And then 
Mere weeks later, <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> lockdown away. Well, no, first it started with me being like, <laughs> Yes. She's the baby. You just had the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. So that's birthday wishes to Hanu Mosal. It is your 30th birthday, as you know. Um, and your dear friend, Laurie Duhl. Um, wants to say that you're a cre- creepalicious whore. No, it's not right. She says creepalicious wonder bitch. I just want to call more people whores again. I feel like whores. Yeah, we just whore fell out of favor and I want it back. Okay. Boo, you whore. She's a creepalicious wonder bitch who I've known since our nappy days. Nice. Is that college? Who knows? Anyway, um, love you guys like tapeworm loves pork. I, uh, now that's that. one thing I would take you before guys. it's over. A tapeworm. No. The fun you could have. Oh my God, yes. You know, can, yeah. you know, as the segments fall out of your bum, the feeling of yeah. something inside, a friend yeah. for life. I've always wanted to be tall. Can Maybe I? if someone inside me was tall. tall. And I'd it came out of your heels. And, yeah. and can I we're like a tape horn? St- stiletto. A tape, like a tape horn. It's What's a horror inside me. You can have a, yes. a tape horn. We can arrange. We can arrange. Um, I have on, on my list, the craze creeping to-do list, just says give random straights the follow. I can't remember mm. what that was. Give random straights the follow. Oh, I remember. Yeah, because our Twitter handle, I just suddenly occurred to me the other day as I was following creeps back um, that if the, at, if the at creep dive followed you as a toxic straight, yeah. That would be unnerving. Oh. So sorry, that's just me for my to-do list. I, often, I was obviously telling myself, give random straights the follow. I often like things from the creep dive and mm. think, oh, that must be weird. That'll be unusual for them. For the, my favorite is when you go in as the creep dive and comment from Jen, but don't realize, <laughs> or maybe you do, went like the other day on Under the Reels, gas. Gas. No, that's from me Jen. posing as Jen. I'm Jen's tapeworm. It is gas. I just felt more people needed to. She's just trying to boost engagement. Yeah, I'm just checking in and having Yeah, you got to go out of your account into your other account, like no, no, connect, no she doesn't. Share, it's not from other accounts. It's <laughs> solely from, from the creep type. <laughs> that is gas. So yeah, exactly. It's, it's just the creep type comments on the creep type. Okay, gas. final from the hilarious list. Love you Merch guys for Christmas, guys. Oh yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. wow. what do we have in the in the store? We have T-shirts, mugs. Yeah. Tons. Yeah, I found a load of mugs in there. More Boom. mugs. Yeah. Share the Creepmas cheer. Why not? Yes. Buy some creep merch. It's local. And St. Nicholas will be there. <laughs> um, so yes, head on over to, to talltales.ie forward slash merch. merch. And, uh, you know, just think about how you can frotage your friends with uh, your favorite podcast merchandise. Good night. Goodbye. Why not? Why? Exactly. Why not? Get in touch. Creepin' for love at gmail.com and explain why not. <laughs> we do love a some. Thank you, an avalanche of cruel emails, and I will read them on do the Do we podcast. welcome feedback? Um, <laughs> I don't, personally. Nothing. No, no house creeping for you? From me? Um, uh, no. Would you like a creep? I would, yeah, and I want to get do mine out. Do you want to start with shark arm? Yeah, I'm going to need to know. Okay, ready? Place your. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Just about to play another. Sorry. Uh, it keeps happening. Goodbye. Go, go get it back. Away. Go on. Start again. <laughs> Who? Me? You. Shark, shark, shark club, shark arm. Picture this. You're just innocently there at a place in Australia called Coogie at the aquarium mm. watching a 14 foot tiger shark. Mm-hmm. And it's going round and round in its 28 foot pen in the water. Oh God, love it. And it's acting strangely. No one knows what a tiger shark is. About. It seems sad and in a bit of discomfort. Oh no. And everyone's like, what's happening here? Energy had been lost. Appetite gone completely. Taper. Round and round it was going, right? The day was April 17th, 1935. And this was this poor tiger shark was cramping up a storm. Oh no. Things were go- about to explode in an interesting fashion. It was bumping into the walls. It was sinking to the floor and then reviving up again and then back down to the floor. Shit. Then in a sudden frenzied burst, it starts thrashing around and its entire contents of its stomach explodes out of its mouth. What? 
Oh, so it vomited. It vomited. Oh, right. uh, and weird though. it was enormous vomit. <clears throat> so it... Nothing worse than vomiting in the bath. I, <laughs> <laughs> often. Would it happen often? No. Foaming, sludgy shit was coming out, was, had exploded and was sort of floating and then sinking in the tank. And everyone was like, what? What? That's disgusting. This is terrible. <laughs> Someone helped the fish. But what's that? Oh, no. That's a hand. Oh, <laughs> no. That's a human hand attached to an arm. <laughs> it is a full arm of a man. Was that had come drifting up? across the tank, just yes. like a thumbs up drifting. <laughs> it just kind of, yeah, moving around. Everybody fucking panicked, obviously. So we're in Australia. Do you think they still call it sushi when fish eat humans? Oh. Yes. Mm. I don't see why not. It's raw. Anyway, Australians already hated sharks because of the eating of the people. Mm. There had been a number of shark attacks in the area. Everyone was freaking out about sharks. And so there was a huge, big draw for this aquarium to have this humongous tiger shark because people were like, look, let's go check it out. Like the fear, the spy, fear, the fear a spider, move closer to the spider. You know, <laughs> that's what you meant. Like, because there was so much local anger towards sharks. That they could come to this shark in a tank and like Just hurl abuse. Fuck yeah, exactly. Fuck you. Yeah. Was it so, you always talking to you about like genuinely like kind of pulling a muscle on my finger? I'm giving the finger yeah. so hard sometimes. <clears throat> oh yeah, we were talking about our kids. Yeah. So anyway, the aquarium was panicking <laughs> and quickly got in and fished out the arm. Uh, and on closer uh, inspection, don't they get were involved like, with the arm. Everyone, don't jump to conclusions. Let's I mean, just it's not, not jumping to conclusions. Immediately blame the shark is what the aquarium was saying. Oh. Right. Everyone it calm down for a minute. Holding it for its friend. <laughs> exactly. Just storing it. So the coroner got called in to have a look at the arm. And what did he see? Only a clean break. No chewy teeth marks. Right. Oh. Coroner was like, this arm was merely swallowed by the tiger yeah. shark. Another and shark not- with cutlery. Must have come in first. Yes, exactly. Sliced and diced. So there was something even more terrifying afoot. A murder on the loose in Kubi. So everyone went fucking mental, obviously. So had this shark been raised in captivity? No. So the shark had been caught by the owner of the aquarium. Aquarium was on shaky ground as they tend to be. Always never making enough money. <laughs> Always on the edge. Much Eating. like a podcast. Yes, yeah. exactly. Just kind of desperate a lot of the time. Like looking for new stuff. So the aquarium guy, whose name I can't remember, I think it was Bert, went out one day fishing, uh, threw a big line in, caught a very sizable fish, was reeling it in when a big shark came from behind the fish and enveloped the fish in its mouth. Stupid then, shark. Yeah, then Bert was like, oh my God, this is an enormous shark. We've got to get him back to my aquarium. This will save the aquarium. Oh, even better. Uh, I actually thought like, oh, this is an enormous fish. I better start an aquarium. Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> no, genius. Well, just a coinkadink. An aquarium like, of convenience. So... They brought in the arm. So that's how the, sh- the shark got there in the first place. Okay. So how and long had you been in the aquarium before oh, the arm vomed? Uh, bef- uh, it could only, have been that long. It wasn't that long. But, di- like, but this is important information. But as we'll come to find out, the arm can stay digested in the stomach of a fish for up to 18 days. So oh. there's already, we have a good frame for timing of the yeah. crime. So anyway, I'd the- say if it didn't settle in his tummy, it was probably a 24-hour thing. Just a 24 hour bug But of course because of the hysteria With the kill all sharks The public demanded that the shark Be killed immediately And sliced open to see if the rest of him was inside Right Which it wasn't There was a couple of pigeons Two rats and a half a cat So anyway Half of the cat uh, (laughs) I just want to know if it's like perfectly bisected Down the cat's centre line (laughs) I think or, this, or is it like the front? But I'd say you'd go for front. You're not going to go for the rectum of a cat. Eating. But why would the cat be lowered in? Like, do you know sweats? the way? Like with a crunchy. He went from I behind. Would like to approach a crunchy, like down, down the top first. Yeah, yeah. Then the sides. Yeah. Then the bottom. Yeah. Completely agree. isolate the honeycomb. Completely agree. Feed it in. 
Maybe that's what the shark does. Yeah, but with see, cats. the difference is that a crunchy doesn't have a rectum, so you'd avoid the cat's arsehole. I would, I would I say. I disagree about crunchy not, not having a rectum. <laughs> there is always uh, quite a clear, bit at the back. very brown, browner than the rest section. Yeah. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> but also, big problem with your theory no opposable thumbs. A shark effectively is just a big mouth attached to a tail. Oh, like there's delicious. very little access That's what I feel like of myself to the mouth. Like I had lunch in Sano And I think everyone there Could attest to the fact That I'm just a big mouth And a pair of legs Great place to go for lunch I know I was just like I'd rested my head on the table just And I was just in. nudging the pizza in Very so, good back in the story What we have from the crime perspective Is an arm And guess what's on the arm? A watch A wristwatch A tattoo Nice oh. So front <laughs> an of the local paper Which was called Truth <laughs> Everyone has an Apple Watch except for me. (laughs) (laughs) So wait now. Front of the local paper, uh, they printed the uh, line drawing of the tattoo. So the newspaper was called Truth. Uh, just today, just as a good newspaper name. And they were like, (laughs) help find the owner of this arm and let's get this case wrapped up. So anyway. What was the tattoo of? Two boxers. A shark. (laughs) <laughs> Two boxers fighting Right Yeah What a strange ass tattoo It was 1935 I think it was like Very on oh, the nose Very normal back then Very normal Two boxers yeah. tattooed You, you know arm. like this Like fighting but Irish like, kind which, of stuff But uh, like which Was it up here Yeah It was a full arm Anyway no. Was it where Do you know why I pictured it Actually I feel like This is really wrong just a, was he wearing a shirt sleeve? No, no, there was no material. A nude <laughs> arm. So. This whole time I pictured this like real business arm, <laughs> like just with a white shirt on it. Yes, yeah, so did no. I. So did, did I. Why like did a I white shirt. That? Perfect. With, with a, like a little fray. Yeah. yeah. Like Down a man here. off to the office. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfectly intact. And even when she said the tattoo thing, I was like, it's unusual that a business arm would have a tattoo. <laughs> did they roll up the shirt sleeve? <laughs> Okay, enter Edwin Smith. Picks up a local paper from the local store. He's like, holy shit, I recognize that tattoo. That's my brother Jim. That's his arm. Oh, that's sad. The thing about Jim was, not to be taking away from the sadness, was a life of crime and excitement is what he led. So he'd been missing for weeks. And Edwin himself was like, look, we presumed he was sort of dead. But this is but not this dead. Not this dead in <laughs> not this Not this way. brand of dead, which is considerably more exciting. Exactly. Is that so why it, you asked us? Is there anything else we want to get done before we end up being regurgitated by a shark I think a so. Shark but you want to make sure that your last bit of you is presentable. That does arrive. I'm sorry. <laughs> there is no bit of me. But so identifiable be. with all the tats. Oh, true. Mm. Me and Cass. No, me. You, you're fucked. You're Unless so your arm gets... Ultimate Gen Doe. I am a Gen Doe. I have yeah. YOLO tattooed in my big toe as well. Just. Oh, do you? It's only going to be myself or Jane Clark that <laughs> <laughs> that foot belongs to. So, anyway, Jim, Edwin's like, that's my brother, Jim. I'm going to make contact now with the police and let's get this show on the road. I want to find the murder of my brother immediately. Look, Jim's life was pretty all over the shop. You know, he had a good time. He was a boxer, but also then a thief and and a forgerist. And he ran a local bar. And people both liked and disliked him. But he always had his toe dipped <laughs> in a small amount of... There was a lot of mess. Just a lot of fuckery. Yeah. And then we'll enter... We knew about this... Okay, so Jim, imagine this. Working around the docks, had this bar, getting up to all sorts got in touch with the sort of kingpin of the area. <laughs> Sorry. Was that breaking? Was that the dog that breaking wind? No, just giving herself a little shake. Oh, Jesus. Right. So anyway, Reginald Holmes, mm. very well-to-do, owned a local... <laughs> I was doing a bow tie. Very well-to-do Very indeed. dapper man. Don't mind if I do. Owned a local speedboat emporium. I'm not sure what they're really called. And was responsible for Boat ferrying shop? boats around the place. But like good boats, like fast ones. The thing about Reginald was that he was very much involved in crime because he was the man who was transporting the drugs and the illegality by way of his speedboats. Yeah. Am I, are you still with me? Kind of. So, uh, Reginald had a very <laughs> successful 
business. Emporium. Loads of money, drugs, ships, speedboats. Nice. High-end city harbor, Sydney Harbour extravaganza. But again, he was like, do you know what? This isn't enough. I need more. Got a very expensive boat. He was like, I'm going to set this shit on fire and I'm going to claim the insurance back on it. Oh my God. Insurance scams were so easy back then. I know. I know. Everything was easier back then. Like doing crimes were so much easier. Being a woman, you just had to stay at home. (laughs) The thing about Reginald was he picked a very bad move in choosing Jim as his man to burn the boat down. Right. Jim made a bit of a fucking hames of it. And the, just singed to the thing. He just, it was not, it didn't, why, I'm not sure the beans and outs, but he didn't do it successfully. And the insurance company were like, I smell a scam. You shan't get your money and your boat's at the bottom of the harbor. Reginald oh. enraged. Jim oh was like, I did my best here. I'm not a professional. Don't blame me. But Reginald did blame him. And harbored a plan to end Jim's life. Not an overreaction at all. Enter a third Did man. Did he? No, wait. Well, he's Did a boat town. have any foresight? Did he take out an insurance claim on Jim? No. Pure revenge. But the flailing excitement that happened when Reginald begun to get fingered for the crime is just out of control. Reginald probably was on the edge. If you finger a man, they will get excited. They will. (laughs) They will. So Reginald was like, right, I'm going to fucking end Jim. I've had enough of him. He's just floating around the place and he's cost me a fortune. Yeah. Worst crime merchant ever. Enter Patrick Brady. Honestly, okay. Are this you now we're really passing the book. Yeah. Like, oh, he employs a good Jim. Yeah. He is the one that got greedy. Mm-hmm. He's the one who hasn't managed to hoodwink insurers in the 1930s. But when you know they were what? At their stupidest. Isn't failure. that the sign of a good manager though? He's outsourcing his delegates, he delegates, and he's right. keeping his hands relatively so, clean. Patrick Brady gets business with Cassie Delaney. Mm, Reg that's like, how Patrick, you do it. Get over here. I need you to kill Jim. I'll give you whatever you want few thousand quid back in the day maybe half a billion euro that's what i'll give you there to end jim's life go ahead and do it yeah so jim so patrick goes to the bar with jim gives him loads of booze mm-hmm. takes him back to his little cottage dismembers jim entirely that escalated sorry am i saying it right yes jim is dead <laughs> patrick gets a taxi Back to Reginald's house to prove that, yes, in fact, he's killed Jim. And what does he take with him? An arm. The fucking arm. But on the way, in the taxi. He leaves it behind. Patrick's like, I need more money. Oh. And I've got this arm. I saw it immediately soiling fee. And I'm going to really finger Reginald now with this disembodied Mm. arm. And say, well, here's the physical proof. And I'm going to pin this shit on you, Reginald. You're fucked. Reginald's like, oh, I've been double crossed. <laughs> I've been double crossed. I don't know what to do. Doing his little yeah, little he, t- he rips the arm out of Patrick's arms, slaps <laughs> him around the face with it. <laughs> He's like, get out of my gaff! So Patrick's gone after being threatened. Reginald's left with the arm. He's like, oh, I don't know now what to do with this fucking thing. Fucks it into the sea right outside his house. Uh-huh. Mm. Tiger shark eats the arm. Brilliant. And here we go. So from the from the police's perspective, they have fingerprints, literally, from the arm. So they could identify that, yes, it was, in fact, Jim all along. And they knew all the kind of comeuppance about the connections. They had they had heard on the grapevine about the insurance scam. They knew his connections to Reginald. So they made a little call into Reginald's big mega mansion on the seafront. Okay. And Reginald went fucking crazy he took off on foot bottle one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare that's why united healthcare offers flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, 
all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Whiskey in hand. Mm. Got into one of his boats, mm. right? <laughs> he does a great, I just want to make sure I have the quote here. The police take chase. They get into another boat and a high-speed boat chase is kicks off around Sydney Harbour. But it's like the 30s. It's so it's high speed. a couple of people rowing quite No more, fast. no faster than an electric bike. Though. Yeah, yeah. Well, we... I could spit faster. So my, my spit is flying faster through the air than these people are traveling. Maybe, but it still attracts an enormous-ish crowd. Oh my God, this is how slow the boat breaks. This is how slow people, <laughs> people are like, have had time to happening? assemble. Reginald, across the, Jesus has crossed the desert and watched yeah. the thing. Swigging out of a bottle of whiskey. Ah, that's baller. Pulls up in front of the crowd. Oh, I like it. A screams. A kind of confusing warning. He screams, Jimmy Smith is dead. And there's another one left. If you leave me until tonight, I will finish him. Right? Everyone's confused. confused. It's like asking for permission to commit another murder. <laughs> Maybe. Or just finish the job. Mm. Quick as a flash, Reginald shoots himself in the face and slithers off the side of the boat. Right. Wow. Right? For a moment, it looked like the case had come to a terrible end. Uh, or end. Until you realised that Reginald's hand was sliding up the side of the boat. What? Crafty so his motherfucker. Foot, his foot had become entangled by a floating rope. And he seemed to have given himself somehow a non-life-threatening forehead <laughs> bullet injury. In the name of God, who knows? So he was still fucking alive amazing the chase continues the police after him the screaming and eventually the, he just runs out of <laughs> petrol and they get him back in to the back of the car bring him back to the station and Reginald's like you're right look I'm exhausted I Take did me. it I fingered this other guy for the murder I made him do the murder I threw away the arm you've got me it's all over that's fine right now the morning of the inquest into the case Reginald was meant to attend. Now, mm. sadly, police found him in a car with three bullet wounds in his chest. <gasps> this so goes up higher than Reginald. He had likely goes taken out a hit on himself in order to insurance claim for his family to be able to claim the insurance because if he'd taken his own life, they wouldn't have got any money. Ah. So, I mean, it is sort of, you know, give with one and take with the other. Do and insurers um, cover murder? It did, yeah. seemingly, yes. Well, this deal did. Patrick survived to see his murder trial. I remember that really famous, really dark case in America where your man had his wife murdered and she was like pregnant and she was in the front of the car. And he was in the oh car with God. her. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, did you never hear that one? No. No. I'm sorry. No, I For another day. Well, so, we won't revisit. It's horrific. Okay. Let, well, anyway, back in. I've just remember given you Patrick? the worst bits and none of the context. Go, Patrick. Patrick. The only one alive at the moment. Did survive to see his murder trial, but not an open and sh shut case because their, their star witness, Reginald, was six feet under. Mm. So sadly, the arm wasn't enough proof of the murder, the defense argued. And Brady, Patrick Brady, was acquitted of the charges. I just think fair play. He maintained his innocence until he died at the age of 76. And that was the end of that. If you're hired. Yeah. I know, less bad somehow. I, mean, I agree. Man's got to eat. I'm glad you said that. Man's got to eat. Quick shout out to uh, Mental Floss Brilliant article. Uh, Michelle Debsack. Thank you for um, consolidating that story. And you know, it's just one of those that'll go down in history. <laughs> of course. <laughs> one for the books. One, one for, for the, the books. books. So yeah, that, that uh, rounds out my tale for this evening. I love it. I just can't get my the business arm out of my head. That was great. Yeah. That was absolutely brilliant. The business sleeve. Discurving. 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 <laughs> Discurvy is what I have from only consuming Diet, Diet Coke. Coke and wine gums. Fruit Discurvy, gums. yeah. Um, do you want to take welcome. us to a sad place and then I take us out on a happy note? I think probably for the best. For the best. This is going to be sandwiched between two creeps. This is quite sad. So, oh, God. Um, it's this, like, do you remember we, you told that story about all the children getting buried alive in the bus? That was the fucking worst. They all got out. I that know, was a great it was story. Just trauma no, no. You see, Jen and I 
We're very triggered by children. I we mean, can't. The less There's of no them, children the better. Here. TG. <laughs> yeah, no children in this one. Uh, but do you remember all the children the Pied Piper took away? Another. Because, yeah. She has a real thing about this. Ugh. It's never as bad as the story that. Um, it's never as bad as the Vanishing Triangle. Oh, oh God, no, that was insane. Hey, lesbians in space. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Can I not just exist? In space. I was having a very hard day that day. We were overworked in the midst of a pandemic. I made a mistake. <laughs> it was the best half a story you ever did tell. Can't even remember. Let's go. Watch on the page in front of you right now. Right. This is a story about Al- you, you know Alice Siebold. She's yes. a famous oh, she author. What? Yeah. Oh. This is sad. Yeah, it's fucking enraging. Give us so. Alice Siebold is a very well-known art or very well-known author. She's the author of Lovely Bones. Obviously oh, yeah. Obviously film that was... Um, Another terrible, sad thing. Very sad. Yeah. And the themes Fictional of her writing... Desperate. Based on true stories. Hers was... Yeah, it, that was... And then a she wrote Lucky. Well, before she Lucky, wrote Lucky. Lucky was, was first. first book. Yeah. yeah. And Lovely Bones was second. Both the theme of which is a young girl is raped. And it's... You know, in Lovely Bones, the girl is raped and murdered and it's trying to find the murderer. But the theme of Lucky is very much based off her own experience of being assaulted, raped, and then the trial. So I think pretty much half of the book is about the trial and what happens. So uh, recently, Lucky was being adapted into a screenplay uh, starring the, I think you're one who's in Bly Manor and You. Mm. Yeah. Um, bye bye, bye bye. Name, her name woman's name followed by another name that's how these things go and um, um, lucky came out in the 90s i want to say just to situate this is not a new book okay no 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 I it's read not it first new. in the 2000s i think it's late 90s or something it's well, well yeah it's pre lovely bones was published in 2002 lucky came before that so yeah it would yeah. have been in the 90s so right this is like as in to give the timeline here it's a long time ago okay yeah so uh not right. autobiographical it is it, it is, is sorry it is fully based on her experience experiences. i would think it's non-fiction like yeah because as we well this is the question so uh what had happened was on the 5th of october 1981 um alice was 18 she was an undergraduate in university and met was assaulted by a man um then five months later, she was walking down the street and she was like, that's my rapist. Oh my God. So um, within hours, that man was arrested and charged. This was, um, it was a horrific assault. She was basically pulled under an underpass. She describes it in graphic detail in the book. It's mm. absolutely horrendous. The man that she saw on the street that day was a man called Anthony Broadwater who had just left the Marines. He was uh, as arrested, charged and brought to trial and, and like sentenced to 16 and a half years in prison. But it has emerged recently that it wasn't him and he's been fully acquitted. What? So the story of what happened is uh, none of this would have come to light if it wasn't for a producer called Timothy Mus. Mukante, you're doing great. Thank you. A producer on the lucky. So a, presi- a producer who was brought in to basically uh, this this guy Timothy had previously studied law, had worked as a journalist, and then was like this is his first time working on a film. He was brought in to like help with the script and kind of produce a little bit. And he started reading through the book. He he's, he started the process by familiarizing himself with the book and the story and everything. Yeah. And there were parts of the story that really stood out to him as being either deeply unfair, racially motivated or a little bit weird. And he didn't want to like, you know, completely. He didn't want he wasn't going into it. Sorry. Um, suspicious of the truth but he was just like huh that seems unusual was so was in his the, capacity was uh, he uh what race was the man who was imprisoned black ah okay so he's a he was a black man right so um he was familiarizing himself with the book 
going into it and it, it, it's been 30 years since the book was written right he says the book is still a powerful read the account of the rape at 18 the trial and the impact it had on her life it's unflinching in its detail um like the descriptions are absolutely horrendous but he said that the book is powerful for what it does and the way it talks about sexual assault and that's why alice Siebold has probably uh, been so successful as an author because she really does do justice to talking about the female experience of sexual assault like it is it, you know no doubts about it and that based on her own experiences is incredibly it's just incredibly confronting like so the what is described in Lucky is basically the rape and then Siebold returned to Phil returned to Philadelphia at, for the summer so she was raped in New York went back to Philadelphia and it was the following term in university five months after the assault that she walked past Broadwater in the street feeling certain it was the man who attacked her he seemed to acknowledge her he said with a taunt she writes that he said hey girl don't I know you from somewhere smirked and she called the police within hours um he was he was brought in right so one of the issues is that in the book and about a month after she had seen him on the street she was asked to pick out her attacker from a lineup um there was five black men she chose number five broadwater was number four mm -hmm. and in the book lucky she explains that the two men were almost identical an officer told her that she had chosen the wrong man and she recalls feeling crestfallen until she writes the deputy district attorney, Gail Eubelhower, who were, <laughs> told her that she had fallen into a trap that they do often and that Broadwater had insisted on bringing along a friend who looked exactly like him. And the two men stood next to one another, one looking downcast and the other staring straight ahead to throw her off judgment. They really worked a number on you, she said. He uses the friend or the friend uses him in every lineup they do. That's how crazed. do you choose the people that but that's it so this is the account in the book yeah. yeah this is what she writes in the book right um the case then proceeded to trial against broadwater but that is um, a very insane point yeah like it's assuming that these people are routinely in lineups yeah fucking and that's honest. what she said that's apparently what the district attorney says right mm. so then timothy the producer as he's reading through this account in the book is like that seems like a completely inappropriate thing for an assistant district attorney to have who've said mm. and he uh, given that he had a history of working in law he was like i really don't believe that that happened i don't think that that's how it would have unfolded right mm. um for him then the like racial undertones of the book were causing massive problems the film was being made obviously it was in production in 2020 post the murder of george floyd the black actor who had been cast to play Broadwater pulled out saying that he didn't want to, in good conscience, um, you know, perpetuate those stereotypes of black, black men raping white women. He just he felt that a film like that would only incite more anger towards mm. the black community and he didn't want to participate in it. Right. Mm. So then a really weird decision on the production team was that they would change the race change the race of the, of the, the assailant. Right. And. Timothy was like th this this departure from fact feels really uh, bizarre and insensitive and just weird and um, he basically had a fight with the production team and then was let go from the production after this I think there was he was kind of pointing out little inconsistencies in the story mm -hmm. other reports of this say that he became a little bit uh, conflicted with working on the production when he realized that Alice was I think involved in the production or whatever writers were involved in the production were kind of changing the story little by little and okay. veering away from what happened in the book and he's like are they afraid to portray what has happened in the book because oh. in this light we could see the racial exactly. undertones and in this you know contemporary context we could see that maybe things that we believe to be true in the mm -hmm. 90s would be you know examined a little bit harder now so and is the film like purporting to be fact even though they're now changing yes based on yeah the true yeah story so it's yeah. it's it, yeah it was i mean it was a based on the book yeah which i mean it's obvious it, i think that's probably a loophole for them that the film could be like this is based on, on the book, the book mm -hmm. not based on factual true events, events. Yeah. yeah whereas the book is kind of based on events and mm. 
Um, so after leaving the production, Timothy then was free to figure out what it was about the book that was like bothering him so much. Because he's that he was that's he was kind of like, there's something here in my gut feeling, I don't like it. So he ended up hiring a private detective who had good contacts in the area where the assault had happened. And he hired him to dig um, without really knowing what, what he wanted to find or what was going on. So Broadwater had been released from prison in 1999 after serving 16 and a half years. He wow. was denied parole five times, um, all because he protested his innocence the whole way through and he'd never admitted guilt, which made him ineligible for parole mm. for whatever reason, right? Um, they ended up, Timothy and Dan tracked him down to a rundown flat and interviewed him for an hour. And afterwards they looked at each other and they're like, this guy is just not guilty. He said, that's how it started. So once they started digging deeper into it, they found red flags everywhere. Uh, one was the attacker was said to be right-handed uh, and it was very clear that Ant- uh, Anthony Broadwater was was left-handed. Um, the other story that he had been kind of taunting her in the street and saying, hey girl, that there was a police, they found a witness who testified that that didn't happen. Um, and there was two particular points as well that really undermined the case. The first was that the crime scene evidence against Broadwater was a microscopic hair analysis. A hair had been retrieved from Alice's body and Broadwater had voluntarily submitted his hair, assuming that would, you know, clear him. Clear him. But uh, an expert at trial said that the hair samples were consistent. But the science based for that technique has been discredited since the 1982 trial. Mm. So maintaining guilt on something that was later proven to be, you know, bad science science is the, the, you know, they should have reopened the case or whatever. Um, The second account was, the second thing that really undermined the case was Alice Siebel's account of what had happened before and after the lineup. So the man she identified, Henry Hudson, who she said could have been an identical twin, actually looked nothing like Broadwater. So looked nothing like the man. And um, he had, so uh, Harry also had nothing to do with the crime, but he and Broadwater had never met before. They were not friends and they were not brought along to the same lineups and neither of them had ever been in a a police lineup before. So this whole story from the, um, you know, assistant district attorney coming in and saying this couldn't possibly have true have been true and even if it was true it was unbelievable because they didn't look alike did they did he and the author speak at any point or was timothy and the author no she has stayed silent so she actually hasn't said um she hasn't said anything right so yeah like the thing is that she was raped yeah and that isn't at all in question in question yeah. Um <clears throat> I suppose this is just exposing like a series of racial injustices in in the system. in the handling of the case, yeah. Yeah. And so like another part of the uh, at one point during trial then. So they, they didn't really have enough evidence to bring this to trial, but they did. And they looked around uh when um Alice was asked to identify her attacker in the courtroom. He was the only black man in the room so pointed the finger at him uh and you know that was it so um god lover like yeah everyone is getting fucked here Mm. yeah and that's it right and like the thing is they're reading back over the book now there is there is a real sense of racism in it so um she describes her discomfort when a black boyfriend of a friend tried to hug her her father is like overtly racist um she describes how she felt fear around black men since the rape uh and she 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 does acknowledge now that she's acutely aware of how the trial looked that she a white middle-class daughter of an academic was accusing a black man of rape um but she's you know she says that she wishes race was taken out of it but it's still it's so fucking murky and it's so you know it's so difficult so anyway the film obviously is now not going ahead um anthony broadwater has been exonerated of the crime wow. very very sad Amazing. that they uh, 16 years has he 16 been and a half years compensation well he would be so um other like really sad things so he what age been, was he when he was incarcerated 
Oh, like good maybe question. In his 20s. Yeah. Like. So like his life has been really sad because even though he got out of prison in 1999, he had been deemed a sure, sex, offend, sex offender's list. So he couldn't life. do anything. He then, um, he did, ma- he did get married, but he made his wife sit down and read the transcripts and not, so read the tr- court transcripts and she could identify sort of the injustices of yeah. it rather than reading the book, which seems like a definitive fact. Um, they uh, they wanted to have children, but they chose not to because they didn't think it would be fair in the children to be raised by someone oh, who God. was had was was deemed mm-hmm. a sexual offender. Um, and life he fucked. yeah, he mm-hmm. had five occasions tried to overturn the judgment, attempting to hire the lawyers who represented O.J. Simpson. And in one instance, he actually engaged an attorney who stole from him Um Jesus. he submitted to two lie detector tests, which he passed both of. And he just continuously maintained his innocence. Um, he told reporters after this story kind of broke that the conviction had ruined his life. Yeah. He had been on the register ever since, turned down for numerous jobs. Um, he was living in like a really run down apartment uh, and that it, the whole thing had been very traumatic. But all he wants, and he doesn't want an apology from Alice. He understands that she was 18 and that she had been sexually assaulted and traumatized. Mm. All he wants is for someone to acknowledge that I was mi- he w- she was misguided by the defense. Yeah. And that it had all been a mistake. Um, yeah. And they're like, it's just. Well, they should make a movie about that. Yeah, exactly. When they probably will now. Exactly. But yeah, incredibly sad. Uh, the so uh, the other... publishers of the book have also like are refusing to. Engage in. Yeah. 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 They yeah. said there's no plan to alter the book. And he's named in the book. I mean, it's taken as. I mean, he's obviously. He I, I don't know if he's named in the book, but he's identifiable obviously okay. like he was able they were able to find him based off reading the book um and and they say one of like he thinks that one of the most painful parts is, is that when you read the book now in this current context and you can see all the faults in the trial there was little interest in resolving oh, it and he kind of sat there and the minute he was arrested that was it yeah he didn't yeah. have a chance yeah. Oh God. And Alice Seabolt is refusing to comment, which I, I mean, I understand that like there must be, I can't imagine the complexity of feelings that she must be feeling. Mm-hmm. She was very, very young. She traumatized, traumatized, yeah. obviously by a very violent incident. Mm-hmm. And then re-traumatized by the um, legal process mm-hmm. that, you know, is not good for survivors of abuse no and not good for like not good for anyone involved like no. because as this uh, as broadwater illustrates like absolutely tragically here um yeah it's it's fucked up like i hope that he gets compensation when like this is recently breaking like yeah. this and like the thing is that like as you said there's no there's no comprehending what she's going through knowing that she has had a hand in this miscarriage of justice yeah and like i'm she'll engage with it somehow i'd say in a more meaningful way than a statement on twitter like it might be that this book is like the book should stay as it is as a document you know representative of the culture at the end of the 90s that allowed something like this to happen and for people to be so unquestioning about yeah the content and everything and then you know she is smart and engaged like maybe it'll be that she takes it up and sees how this can then i don't know become a part of this new narrative and revisit yeah and and, and, yeah look at the other thing which is there has where is the perpetrator was never yeah exactly Uh, and it it just i think that i do agree i think the book should stay as is there's no point in rewriting it now. It has to exist as it has done because that in itself is a, well, like is a story of just yeah, be, like really uh, fucking what's the word like an insult to mm. everything that Broderick has sorry Broadwater has gone through, gone through. yeah. yeah. Um, but it does highlight how just how just, fucked the system is and how like and the, also how there is sorry look go just how racist the justice system in America is yeah and how like dealing with this kind of offender not broad water but actual sex offenders there is 
no room for rehabilitation or like change or, de- or progress in their lives after they've done this thing. Mm. And like, yeah, what they've done is like indefensible, disgusting. But at the same time, like, do we want to be in a culture where there is absolutely no possibility of redemption for these people? Like staying on mm. a sex offender list for your whole life. Like, I look, I'm not the person to be arguing for or against the sex offender list. But like, there is definitely something to be said in perpetuating the the toxic cycles that like these guys will go into a prison system that is inhumane they won't be treated in any kind of yeah. you know mm-hmm. uh, considered way they won't be given any kind of treatment then they're back out again but they're on the sex offenders list so they can never have a job that is above a certain kind of amount of responsibility yeah. they can never have you know what i mean yeah, yeah so but it i mean it's, it, like it's perpetuate. Be, yeah and i would i would say that like there is hope for redemption if the system was about rehabilitation well, but prison yeah it, prison yeah. isn't yeah and like it goes it's, well, I mean, the same is true. But then the post-prison experience is just, I think, almost worse because there is an element of support, albeit horrific, in prisons that you have yeah. your, you know, your living scenario is set up or whatever. Then they're turned loose from that and they have to make something resembling a life. From nothing. From absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like, I mean, there is, there is no, like, there is no serving your time. There is no, like you know there, mm. there's there's no compensation for doing a crime even if the thing the thing with sex offenders is that they generally have shorter term sentences than murderers mm. so they come out and they have to deal with that but like mm. if if you know there was do, i suppose it's the question of like do you believe that someone who commits such a heinous co- crime is rehabilitable can be reformed yeah or is there something more i i i don't know because obviously like mm. I just don't know, but I think of people who are sexually assaulted. It there, there. I feel like a lot of the times for them, it's a lifelong thing. Also, course, yeah. so like, I don't know. Is I think the people who perpetuate those crimes, there has to be something in them that is so deeply dangerous and inhumane that I would, it would, I, I wouldn't tend to believe that they have hope of reformation. But that's just my opinion obviously biased from being a woman yeah mm. so. i don't think it's a matter of scrapping the sex offender list altogether but i do think that like there isn't any kind of and like i can understand why no resources are being given to how to usher these people out of their prison sentence and into society but like if you're going to let them out of prison then you have to help them enter into some kind of program or program some or something future yeah yeah proofing for them because like just there is just layer upon layer of kind of social fallout yeah. for a society that has people who exist in this kind of uh, like liminal space between yeah. incarceration and actually having any freedom in the society mm-hmm. and being a civilian in, in the true form. Yeah. I mean, the I whole mean, I think system we should actually broken. just do the creep dive law reform yeah as our new mini series have our next, own. Series, next year it sounds like an app yeah yeah i mean there are but there are fronts. like there are programs like reformative justice where they you know they have studied and taken people particularly who've been involved maybe not like serious sexual assaults and murder but where they have worked to with both the perpetrator and the victim to come to some sort of not like conclusion but just a level of of justice there and and full stop and yeah like and, and i do think that the the uh, being ostracized from society as a prisoner or as a you know convict mm. obviously isn't the solution because mm. then there's no uh, like there's no impetus to improve there's no impetus mm. to reform if you know that you're you know totally you know you're going to come out and you're, you're anyway you yeah exactly you'll never be allowed to work or yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 the yes. man who was uh he was uh, executed mm-hmm. fucking jesus that story there's a yeah. few stories you didn't and she's uh, the originator of them the uh the queer adoption is another stuck with me yeah that but that was good kind that of. was a happy kind of story yeah kind of what about though we must really think about the massive increase in silverfish in our homes and how they're Stop. eating it out of starch and it's a serious problem specifically in the counties of Donegal, Meath and Dublin 
They can lay up to 60 eggs a day. Don't, Jesus. don't. Why, we said we would go out on something. It's easy. It's easy. It's easy. No, miniature and stuff. You know what they are. They lie in wait for you to turn on the light in the bathroom of an evening. And what can you see? Only something scuttling across the it's floor. It's not a scuttle. It's a sliver. You're right. It's, it's a sliver, yeah. Silvery bodies. My ones favor a cup. They sit under a cup. I lift it. It is so rotten. Yeah. There's more and more coming so My whole people my are home is just full of disgusting stuff. You so. can get people in to get rid of them. And I thought like surely they're not bothering people that much. But they are. They truly are. They're eating the starch that's around your home. That could be in books, Sophie. Imagine a whole shelf of books just takes flight. <laughs> And slithers across your bathroom floor. Oh, anyway, we'll all keep a close eye there and uh, go with God. Listeners. Well, that's offensive. Why on earth? Go now we have to cut with everything, God. Jen. Go Can we use God. this episode at all? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Don't forget, we have the patron. If you're listening to this in your head, that means you may or may not be aware that you can watch it with your eyes as well. Yeah, if you're not sure what or where your eyes are located... Just bring your hands around to the front of your head. Do that. And just rub at the moist soft balls. Find the soft balls. There you go. All you'll need is a mere €3.50 a month. Do you have that? Well, why not give it to us? Come Every in. month for the rest of your lives. We mm. don't like churn. You can look at us as we're telling you. Some yeah. people watch yeah. us on the TV. Big welcome Some people to really the enjoy patrons. Yes. Ruska, looking at you. Georgia, Claudia, Kate, Maeve, Come Maeve, on. Jamal, yeah, and Molly. Molly. Julia? It's a party. I say gelata. Molly Gelato. Julia. Steph. Nice to have you aboard. And does anyone have a look, a little tease for the creep? Uh, for the hive this week? Um, well, Sophie's got her story that she didn't tell today. Mm. And it must be love. Love, love. It must be love. Love, love. There's a little Ooh. dust. Okay. From dust and to Jen dust. and I will be there From with some reactions. Cassie's delivering reactions, and I'll have a little image bouche for you. See you then. See you there. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.